It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch our show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. And also be sure to check us out wherever you listen to this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a single edition of the show. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, right down there on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday here on the show, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here, so be able to participate by adding me or DMing me on Twitter, at Julian Council, participate in this week's edition of the Weekly Friday Mailbag on Locked On Panthers. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Price Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's PricePicks.com, promo code Locked On. So let me start off the show today by offering somewhat of an apology um, on Friday with the mailbag. I was talking about Sean Payton at Panthers having a meeting with him. But of course, as we know, that was postponed to now Monday as Carolina Panthers and the entire Tepper Sports Entertainment and Charlotte FC family and really the Charlotte sports community mourn the loss of Charlotte FC player Anton Walks, who passed in a tragic boating accident down in Miami, Florida. Earlier on Thursday morning, that news came out. A tragic loss of life, 25 years old. A player who had spent time at Atlanta United and played at uh, Portsmouth FC in, in England, of course, the last season playing at Charlotte FC. So the Tepper family did the right thing by deciding to fly back from New York on Thursday to be there with the soccer team to support them. And I know on Thursday night, when I saw news of what happened, We'll get into a bit later about someone in the organization not doing what they need to do as far as um, training to be a part of the uh, coaching interviews. I went pretty hard on the Panthers organization. Now, 
Panthers organization, Charlotte FC, they're two separate things, but of course, Stepper Sports and Entertainment owns both of them, and they're all under the same umbrella, so maybe it wasn't the right time to go about it as far as my criticism of David Tepper and the organization and kind of how they've gone about things. So certainly my thoughts are out there with the Walks family, the entire Charlotte FC community and the Charlotte sports community after what went on. And I was going to kind of change the episode, maybe go delete it. But I just, at that point in time, it was just like, all right, let's just have the mail guy go out there. I'll come back and talk to you all on Monday and let you know kind of my thoughts on the whole situation. So now on Monday, today, Sean Payton will meet with the Carolina Panthers. David Tepper, I imagine Nicole as well, not quite sure, and the entire Panthers brass. And they'll also talk to Mike Kafka, the New York Giants offensive coordinator, after the Giants got drubbed 38-7 to on Saturday against the Philadelphia Eagles on the road. So right now, as far as the search goes, heading into week three, the entire NFL, including the Carolina Panthers, is waiting to see what happens with Sean Payton. Sean Payton is interviewed in Houston. He's interviewed in Denver. He's going to talk to the Panthers. I think the Cardinals have interest. I don't know about the Colts. And we'll see if any other jobs open up, which it doesn't look like there's going to be any other jobs. Only five jobs available. Maybe, I don't know, Dallas. It doesn't really feel that way. So it looks like these are the five jobs that are available this coaching cycle. And I don't know how attractive really the majority of them are. Because the Panthers have been considered by many to be the best job. And after that, it's Denver. I don't see Arizona being appealing. I don't see Houston being appealing. I don't see Indianapolis at this point in time being appealing. And I've mentioned why I feel that way about those other jobs. So we're sitting here waiting to see who's going to win the Sean Payton sweepstakes, if anyone at all. It's been reported that the Saints general manager, uh, Mickey Loomis, is looking for the same sort of compensation that the Raiders got when they traded John Gruden to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is two first-round picks. And if that's the case for Carolina, that's an absolute non-starter. Apparently, the Panthers want to hold on to the ninth overall pick this year. I just don't see how the Saints would be willing to give them Sean Payton and allow them the opportunity to then get their quarterback of the future. Would not make any sense at all from their perspective, competitive-wise. And also, if they believe Sean Payton was still a good head coach, why would they let him come to Carolina? Which makes you maybe wonder, hmm, how good is Sean Payton still at this point in time in his career? I don't know. But as I've been telling y'all, I like Sean Payton as a head coach. I think he can come here and win games and be successful at Carolina. Will he horse a Lombardi trophy? I have no idea. Whether he'll do it, whether Steve Wilkes will do it, whether Shane Steichen or anyone they hire will actually get the job done and will finally have sustained success, which David Tepper has promised us. The one thing I know, though, is that Steve Wilkes is not going to cost a first-round pick, that Shane Steichen is not going to cost a first-round pick, Mike Kafka is not going to cost a first-round pick, and that's my hang-up with Sean Payton. You don't need to give up assets to bring him here to Carolina. So I just don't understand why the Panthers are seriously considering him knowing that it's going to cost him likely a first-round pick, whether it's going to be this year or in 2024. Why would you be willing to part ways with that to bring in a head coach? Yes, Peyton, good coach. But look at it. The guy's basically quit on his team. He decided, all right, I'm done. Cap situation's bad. We have no quarterback. He could go back to New Orleans. But instead, he has no interest in doing that. He wants to go somewhere else. He's under contract and all that, so he can't just leave. They have to get compensation back. Do you really want a guy who basically gave up on the Saints after 15 years as a coach in an organization that stood by him after the whole deflate gate, not deflate gate, but the uh, bounty gate stuff, and he was able to come back there and come back and win games? Do you really want that guy as your head coach? I don't know. And I wonder how many Carolina Panther fans still are holding on to what happened to bounty gate and looking at Sean Payton like, "Mm, do we really want that guy as a leader of our organization? My whole thing is I don't understand why the Panthers are seriously considering him, considering what they have to give up in order to attain him 
obtain him as their head coach. Now, Shane Steichen, do you see the Eagles on Saturday night? They looked awesome. 38-7 win, 28-0 at the half. That offense was humming. Jalen Hurts was out there doing his thing. You saw the running game, especially uh, Kenneth Gainwell. That's the guy that the Panthers should be tripping over themselves to try and talk to again and get right in front of and have as an in-person interview and be the man to hopefully maybe be the next head coach, depending on how things work out. I just don't look at Shane, as uh, at Sean Payton as being that guy right now. I don't That's just me. I've really never loved the idea of how to acquire him. I'm totally fine with him being here, although I did bring up those criticisms just a moment ago. But today's the day. So it's finally here. We'll see what happens because the coaching search really is not going to move forward here or in Denver or elsewhere until we know what Sean Payton wants to do and what these teams are willing to do. If you want to give him $20 million a year, so be it. Totally fine. And according to a lot of reporters out there, these coaches make a lot of money that we don't even know how much they make. And you looked at Matt Rule's contract, and you can just finally be like, why the hell did you give Matt Rule that much money? If you give Sean Payton $20 million a year, not crazy, but you know what the expectations are going to be if he gets that kind of money, especially if you give a first-round pick. And I don't see how it helps the team by getting rid of that compensation, but we'll see how it works out as we can take a next step towards finally reaching a conclusion once the Panthers meet with Sean uh, Payton today and then we figure out what Sean Payton wants to do as, as whether he wants to be the Panthers head coach or if he wants to go somewhere else. The entire league is waiting for him to make a decision. Now, the Panthers did restart their search on Saturday with a virtual interview of Bills OC Ken Dorsey. I'll go over who has talked to the Panthers, who's still scheduled and requested and who's denied, and give a quick update on the whole coaching search as we're here in week three trying to figure out what's going to happen and who is going to be the leader of this organization in 2023 and beyond. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But before we do that, again, y'all, Prize Picks is one of our sponsors here of the show, and you should know how it works by now. If you don't, you pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL, PGA Tour, men's and women's college, basketball, soccer, tennis, cricket, and so much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and north of the border to us in Canada. Uh, download the PriceBix app or go to PriceBix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. The promo code locked on. It's, if you deposit $100, PriceBix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PriceBix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. When you download the PriceBix app, or go to PriceBix.com today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So, Ken Dorsey, we remember him back in the day as the quarterback coach here in Carolina when Mike Shula as the OC and some of the most high-powered offenses that we've ever seen during the Carolina Panthers' uh, time here in Charlotte, 28 seasons. And Cam Newton, as we all know, was the quarterback back then, which really helped guys like Dorsey and like Shula have success. But sometimes we were pretty hard 
on Mike Shula and the play calls and whether he was inventive enough and all of that, which I think has kind of led to some sort of the angst that people have about potentially Steve Wilkes being the head coach here and not wanting to have Ron Rivera 2.0, which then I would add, like, I mean, Ron Rivera was the best coach we've ever had in Panthers history. And I had some guy the other day who's like, I don't want Wilkes, Ron Rivera 2.0. And like, well, I don't want that again. It's like, okay, well, if you didn't enjoy the Rivera years, like what years of Panthers football did you really enjoy it? Because that's basically the best years they've ever had Four of the five seasons where they went to the playoffs in 13 and 14 and 15 and missing in 16, but back again in 17. And I understand somehow they didn't find a way to win back, have back, back winning seasons and the seven, eight and one season. It was weird, man. It was bleak there with three, eight and one. But when they turned things around and they won a playoff game, it was fun again. And no one saw 15 and one. That was insane. Of course, the letdown in 16, but 17, getting right back to it. So it hasn't been like that since. So maybe it could be a positive by having Steve Wilkes. We'll see how it works out. But um, Ken Dorsey, the former quarterback coach here in Carolina, he's now the OC up in Buffalo. He interviewed virtually on Saturday. Now with the Bills win, I'm doing this right now early Sunday afternoon. So they're about to play about an hour after um, right now from where I'm recording, when I'm recording. Uh, They would not be able to interview him in person until after the AFC title game. I'm rooting for the Bengals to win because I don't like Buffalo and there's too many Bills fans that live here. But also, I hate the idea of the NFL trying to take away conference championship games from the home teams and put them in a neutral site. And I saw this report from Mike Florio that the league feels like they're missing an element like the college bowl games that they have. And people talk all the time about how they don't care about bowl games anymore and yada, yada, yada. But the atmosphere, like they want to get that atmosphere where it's 50-50, which is great. And I appreciate them saying that, you know, they could have that with the Super Bowl, but instead they made it a corporate event that's not made for the average fan. Like a couple fans get to go and probably more than a couple, but you got to have money. The Super Bowl is not for you and me and for any, I mean, I've been before <laughs> I was fortunate to go, but that's because we knew somebody who worked for Anheuser-Busch that helped us out. It's not simple like that where you can just go online, get tickets, and go right into the game and enjoy it. So the NFL, it's their own fault that they don't have the 50-50 college bowl-like atmosphere because the biggest game that they have is meant for the suits and not for the fans. So they want to do the whole thing potentially if in Atlanta next week, if Kansas City already won, but if Buffalo wins, and of course doing this before the game, then it would be 50-50 down there in Atlanta, and they would think they could have that environment that they want, which they could already have if they decided not to do what they did with the Super Bowl. And I understand that, but for the Bulls, you have weeks, weeks to get a flight, get a hotel, buy the tickets to plan. Y'all know how much flights cost in this country a week out. So if you're in Buffalo and you're going to fly to Atlanta, you're spending, what, five, dollars $600 to fly down there, and you got to get hotels? And then you also, you got to get the tickets. It's just screwing the fan even more. So it screws the fan in that way, but also it, in a way kind of slows down the Panther search, depending, of course, what goes on with Sean Payton. If the Bills win, I don't know, maybe they did win, not quite sure, but they would not be able to interview Ken Dorsey in person until after the AFC title game next Sunday or this upcoming Sunday. So hopefully that's not the case. Might already be the case. Again, don't know. But Ken Dorsey, as I've said before, like, you know, guys have plenty of experience playing quarterback, working with quarterbacks, especially here with Cam. Now going and working with Josh Allen, 
under Brian Dable, who did a really good job with Daniel Jones this year, but then taking over as a play caller, the offense still didn't skip a beat because, well, it's Josh Allen as a quarterback, and Buffalo is a damn good football team. And I would love to see Ken Dorsey get an opportunity. I've seen people out there who have tweeted at me who have said that they want Ken Dorsey. I'm sure the Panther ties that he had from being here before play a part of that, but also him being in Buffalo and having success with Sean McDermott in that offense and all that. So we'll see how it works out. I think Dorsey is someone who probably – should get a second interview here in Carolina outside of what they just had virtually. And this should not be a process that needs to be fast. This should be something that they are calculated. They sit there and talk to a lot of people, which is what I wanted going into it. And I know Scott Fitter, the general manager here in Carolina, said it was going to be a big list. Well, the list is obviously – it's been a – it's not been actually that big if you think about it because Jim Caldwell, he currently – he's interviewed. doesn't really look like he's a candidate, which I felt like the whole time. Frank Reich – um, he's interviewed, and apparently his daughter has joined the Panthers marketing team, so maybe they'll be a part of the organization next year as well. Uh, Shane Steichen, who was my top and still is my top external candidate to come here to Carolina, would love for him to get the job if it's not going to be Steve Wilkes. Of course, he's also interviewed Ezra Evero, the defensive coordinator with the Denver Broncos. He's interviewing basically everywhere. He's already completed an interview last Wednesday, which can fulfill the Rooney rule with him and Jim Caldwell. Of course, today... Mike Kafka, Giants offensive coordinator, and Sean Payton, both of them meeting with David Sepper and the Panthers brass up in New York City. They requested Kellen Moore. That has not been scheduled. Not quite sure where that's going to go and if he's going to interview at all. And as we know, the Panthers' top choice, Ben Johnson, denied. He's headed back to Detroit to continue to be their offensive coordinator and play caller. And then Gerard Mayo, the Patriots linebacker coach, is headed back to New England, it looks like. <coughs> And D'Amico Ryans, the 49ers defensive coordinator, decided not to interview as of now, could circle back and come talk to Carolina. He would be right there as my 1B. If Shane Steichen's my 1A, he's my 1B. Maybe even reverse that as far as external candidates for this job. Read a great article last week by Benjamin Solak of The Ringer about D'Amico Ryans and just how he's gotten to this point. Would love for him to be the head coach, but if they're going to hire someone with a defensive head coach, it's likely going to be Steve Wilkes. That would make perfect sense, but they don't want to. Then, hey, go take D'Amico Ryans. If not him, then Shane Steichen. We'll see how it works out. But Ken Dorsey, again, interview virtually on Saturday. And we'll see how that goes, depending on how the Bills game played out, which you, by the time you hear this, would have already known. So that's where we're at as far as it stands in the Carolina Panthers search and who has talked to the Panthers and who has not. Caldwell, don't see it happening. Reich, I don't, haven't really got much from what I've read to feel like that's really what they're looking for. It feels like to me, Steichen or Wilkes or Peyton, but really... It's whatever happened. They got to figure out what's going on with Sean Payton. And then it comes back to likely Shane Steichen, likely Steve Wilkes, and then maybe Ken Dorsey, Mike Kafka might be able to play their way into it. But it feels like the three guys right now are either Sean Payton, Shane Steichen, Steve Wilkes. And don't think you can really go wrong either way as far as the coaches go. Just one of them is going to cost you a lot more, both financially and, of course, as far as draft compensation goes, and maybe a little bit of cash too. So we'll see how it works out here over the next couple of days. Now, the Tepper family, I have plenty of criticism of them, but I thought they did the right thing with Charlotte FC and putting on pause to support the players after the tragic passing of Anton Watts, the defenseman um, there for the team. But man, on Thursday night, some news came out that just had just shaken your head and wondering how serious are these folks about doing things the right way here in Carolina. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Y'all, I am 
absolutely fired up about this new sponsor that we have for the show. It's been a long time coming. I'd heard about this a couple weeks ago. Finally happy to introduce them. The NFL playoffs are here, and we, all of us here at Lockdown, are really excited about our new sports betting partner because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans and sports fans alike, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more a FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Again, earlier in the show, I praised the Teppers for deciding to, you know, look back at the human element and focus on the people that they work with, that they employ, the people that represent this city and the teams in the city that a lot of people mostly they look up to. They have these feelings for positively and sometimes negatively, depending on whether they win or lose. And they made the right decision by deciding that, hey, you know what? We're in New York. We're supposed to meet with Sean Payton on Friday. Let's, let's table that. Let's fly back. Let's support Charlotte FC. I know plenty of people are going to look at it as like, oh, MLS, who cares about MLS? Panthers are what's most important. But also to them, like they have a financial stake. They have a, a, a financial stake. They have an emotional stake in Charlotte FC and they did the right thing by flying back and supporting those players supporting this community as people obviously are hurting still from finding out the tragic news of Anton Walks dying in a boating accident earlier Thursday morning um, in Miami Florida so they did the right thing and I praise them for that but also y'all know I'm hard on them because I sit here oftentimes and wonder just how serious are these people about doing things the right way and actually bringing a winner to Carolina? They do a lot of great things like coming back and focusing on the men and the women who work for Charlotte FC and in this community by supporting them. And they do the right things by putting out the mini pitches and the money that they give in both in the state of North and South Carolina to charities and to people to help enrich their lives. They've done good. They certainly have, and the, the intentions of, hey, they brought concerts. David Tepper might go the wrong way about it being like, oh, we didn't have music in Charlotte until I got here, which is absurd, but I understand what he was saying. They didn't have musical guests in the stadium, at Baker America Stadium, until he came, and he brought Billy Joel and Elton John and all that. 
which is great to be able to be a community, you know, uh, center outside of just football games and what they've been able to do. And I think it's great that they wanted to put a training facility out in Rock Hill. It didn't work out. They've had good intentions. Just the way that they have been able to execute has been lacking, which is why I've been very critical, especially when you look at the results on and off the field as far as Carolina Panthers go and even um, with Charlotte FC in their inaugural season. But I wouldn't really place all that much um, emphasis onto that, especially as far as this conversation goes. Now, the news that came out on Thursday was just one of those just hand in palm or hand in palm, <laughs> face in palm. Just like, what are we doing, guys? So Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports, lead NFL insider on the NFL today, also used to cover the Carolina Panthers here locally for the Charlotte Observer, came out with this report on Thursday night saying that a league executive called the Carolina Panthers on Mon- on Wednesday morning rather to remind the team that all members of its search committee work to complete the mandatory inclusive hiring training before beginning the search, which has now seen five coaching candidates be interviewed. And now six, uh, according to sources, Nicole Tepper, David Tepper's wife and chief administrator, chief administrative officer of Tepper Sports Entertainment had not fulfilled the required inclusive hiring training necessary for her to take part in the interviews as of Tuesday night. That could have changed by now. He had a report. I guess this is from NFL uh, senior VP Jonathan Bean saying that the inclusive hiring training is a key element of our efforts to foster an equitable hiring process. Any suggestion that this mandatory requirement was not met by applicable clubs will be addressed and corrected immediately. And as of Thursday meeting or Thursday evening, cannot talk today. It's unclear if the league plans to issue any punishment to the team. And I don't know what the punishment would be. Would it be a fine? Would it be a draft pick? I have no idea. But it's one of these things where it's just like, what are we doing, guys? Such a simple task to complete. And I'm sure at most jobs that y'all have, everyone has mandatory trainings that they have to do. And they probably even have diversity trainings. It's something that is a very simple box to check. And it's supposed to be more than just checking a box. It's supposed to actually help these owners open their eyes and their minds and their hearts to every sort of candidate from every background and not to be just tunnel vision on one certain candidate. So what you've seen here so far is that they've been looking for a young offensive candidate, which, as we've seen over the last couple of seasons, when the NFL has consistently been criticized for the lack of minority coaches, typically the guys who hold the offensive coordinator roles are white. And that's just the reality of the situation right now. There's other guys like Brian, well, Byron Leffert's no longer, but we've seen Pep Hamilton. There's other coaches in the league that are, of course, African-American and Hispanic and, and other backgrounds that hold those roles, but the majority of them are white. So that's why they wanted to put out these initiatives and, of course, the Rooney Rule to ensure that all these candidates actually get a fair opportunity and an equitable opportunity to be able to come here and to talk to these owners and potentially get a job. It's not a good look for the Panthers organization that does not appear to be very serious as far as they don't seriously be. It doesn't appear that they're seriously considering any minority candidates, which is why D'Amico Ryans, the coordinator out there defensively for the 49ers, and Gerard Mayo, the linebackers coach in Indianapolis or in New England, did not want to come here and interview because they looked at the candidate list. They saw that, okay, young quarterback background, OC background, does not look like they're interested in me. And also... If they were interested in a defensive background coach, then they would just hire Steve Wilkes, so why would I waste my time? Now, we'll see if D'Amico Ryans comes around in interviews, but not a great look for an organization that clearly does not look like they're trying to hire a minority candidate to not have someone who's a part of the search committee to not do the training. 
and it's a big deal because, again, annually the league gets criticized for the lack of minority coaching hires, and someone seeing these interviews could not do the bare minimum. So I praised them for how they went about the coaching search as far as pausing it and focusing more on the people and not the process. But then this stuff comes out. It's kind of like, like, what are we doing here, guys? So it's, I'm sure it's been resolved. I'm sure it's no big deal. But it is something that should have been brought up, brought to attention. That's why I did it. And obviously something that the Carolina Panthers really just can't afford to have happen again because who knows if there will be any punishment at all and what the punishment could be in the future if that does happen all right that's going to wrap up this edition of the lockdown panthers podcast part of the lockdown podcast that we're hosted by yours truly julian council again y'all make sure to watch the show subscribe to the show over on our lockdown panthers youtube channel uh check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast rate review subscribe and also um follow me on twitter at julian council where on friday I'll answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show, either at me or DM me over on Twitter, actually in council. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole as always. Keep pounding. And I'll talk to you all on Tuesday where we'll be joined by uh, Benjamin Albright, who is doing radio over at KOA over in Denver. Very plugged in as far as the NFL goes and sources and all that kind of stuff. I bring him up all the time. Going to talk to him about the Panthers coaching search and Sean Payton, of course, Denver's very interested in him. Get some of his, his insights on uh, what the Panthers are looking for and uh, see if uh, he can tell us who might be the next head coach. So that's coming up tomorrow uh, here on Lockdown Panthers. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. If you travel, you know when it comes to love. See you soon. Can't wait. The sky is no limit. You know with your Delta Amex card, being oceans apart means meeting in Aruba. And booking a war travel with your card means saving 15% on Delta flights. You know kissing under the bridge of size guarantees eternal love. Because you're the long-distance lovebirds. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Takeoff 15, discount not applicable to partner-operated flights or taxes and fees. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.